0: You're listening to The Ripple Affect with your hosts, Cheech and Nippy, a podcast that explores how individual change has the capacity to affect the whole.
1: From neuroscience to donuts, we're two sisters with a deep curiosity for ancient wisdom and modern knowledge, and we're obsessed with learning alongside you because we don't know. (laughs) Let's dive in. Welcome
0: back to The Ripple Affects. I'm your host, Issa, a.k.a. Nibby, and today is a tactical, which are our shorter, more focused episodes that are formatted to be useful and actionable in nature. In the future, they will be hosted by either myself or my co-host sister, Cheech, a.k.a. Kiara. (laughs) But for today, we pulled a section from a conversational recording that did a really good job of describing today's topic, the psychological phases of change as usual, you're going to drop right into the convo. Oh, and please excuse my sister. She forgot to turn her mic on on this day. So her audio isn't at the same level as mine throughout, but we're about progress over perfection. The show must go on, right? Okay. Enjoy. See you on the other end. I think one of my favorite things when I first started studying psychology was learning that there are phases of change that really took change out of this kind of mystical thing that happens and it really brought it down to tangible steps for me that there there was something concrete to change whereas before I just thought of it as this thing that happened that you couldn't really break down into pieces i i just thought it was like oh change is just taking place and there's no rhyme or rhythm or we haven't really figured out you know what makes one person change and the other person not or why some addicts get clean and some don't you know i just I didn't know that there was a um a way a, a framework of change i didn't realize that that was a thing <laughs> I know from my coaching clients, when people are wanting to change, it just feels really big or they know what they need to do, but they're not doing it. And I think that when you know the phases of change and you know that they're cyclical and then you can kind of tune into where you are in that phase for your own personal behavioral interaction in the world. So I'd love to just like share those. Yes.
1: And framework, because if I'm just ignorant of it or I'm just um, unaware, I I don't have agency in it. I don't have a sense of like how to go about it. And so I'm really excited to hear these frameworks because you can't feel empowered unless you necessarily know what is going on with you. (laughs) And sometimes these things can like help you at least to feel empowered, even in physical ailments when you have something that's bothering you and someone can help you diagnose or pinpoint like, Oh, this is what you need to rehab. You know, I just went through like a shoulder injury.
0: PT is a perfect example of like a phase of phases of change. Right. And, and I think what you were expressing before of like, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And that, that is that first stage. That's the, um, that's the pre-contemplative stage. Right. So that's oh. that, that is denial a lot of the times it can look like denial where you're like, I don't have a problem or there is no issue or I, I don't I can't even look to see the issue yet. I'm, I'm pre contemplating. So there's there's not the characteristics or, you know, denial or just ignorance of the problem. And that's stage one. That in and of itself is where a lot of people are or, and I'm sure we've all found ourselves at some point in time. And then once you break that, you go into stage two, which is contemplation.
1: Can I just interject and say that as this physical example is a good one, I think that I injured my shoulder. It hurt so bad. And I was in denial. I was like, no, it's probably not that bad. It'll go away. You know, it'll probably get better on its own. And then, and then, as it didn't, I then entered into like trying to convince myself like I can probably, I probably will need PT at some point, but like maybe even not.
0: So then you were going into the contemplative phase where somebody will oftentimes start to weigh the weigh the benefits. So they're like, Oh, you know, PT is probably going to help me. Right. So that's where someone will, will look at the potential benefit of making the change, but usually the costs tend to outweigh it. So you'll go back and be like, but I don't really need it. That's the contemplative phase. That's the next phase.
1: I was, I was like, man, so this isn't going away in a matter of time. I think this is really starting to affect. Like I can't, dress in certain ways. I can't do certain basic, like lifting of gar- you know, garbage bags, or whatever. I'm like, Oh man, I was contemplating this and going like, yeah, but what if insurance doesn't cover it? And then the time. And then I was also afraid. I don't know if that comes in. Cause I was like, man, what if it's actually really injured? What if I need surgery or something? And that's what you're saying, right? It's these contemplative cost benefit analysis type thing.
0: Yeah, it's contemplative and um, and people can stay there for months or even years. It's, you know, it it can be a really arduous f- stage to be in. And fear definitely plays a part in that for sure. For most people, there's a, there's major fears and limiting beliefs that come in there or just lack of knowledge that comes in that stage that doesn't allow you to move through it very quickly always. And it's fascinating some people do move through these stages faster whether that's because they're practiced or they've have tangential experiences. Is that how you use that word? (laughs) I think that's how you use that word experiences maybe with grief or something, you know, where, um, they've done it. So they kind of know the process, although grief is a little different. It's the nonlinear, but, um, so yeah, that's a great example. And then from that stage, where do you think you went? Um, I think actually, I think
1: I injured another part of my body. I was like, okay, what's happening? My wrist hurt. And then my husband was like, just go look into PT. Like, just go call the insurance, see if they cover it. I was at the point where I was like, this isn't something I can handle on my own, and I recognized I needed support. But for whatever reason, I was just too busy, or I didn't know what PT was going to be. I had never really done it before, and I was was struggling to understand how it was going to fit. Into everything that I was doing, and um, but then yeah, I finally reached out and made a made an action step.
0: So that so that phase is your preparation phase, and and that is the characteristics of that phase are usually experimenting with smaller change or like collecting information about the change that you're going to make or um, asking kind of for some support or starting to talk about it a little bit more or even taking some small action towards it. So you're not like for you you weren't making you weren't jumping straight into rehab, but you were starting to ask you know you talking about it enough to where your husband was, you know, giving you the information feedback and you were starting to kind of realize, Oh, I have insurance. I kind of, you know, you're getting into that, that phase, um, that, that, um, preparation phase. So you're getting ready to make the change. You're getting ready to take care of it.
1: Yeah. I started to look at what the possibilities could be to, to actually make a, a, yeah, to, to take a real, alive action step toward it.
0: Yeah. And then that's stage four is action, is is taking action towards, towards the said goal. Yeah.
1: Once I took action, that was really when the work began. Going in for my first appointment, having her kind of diagnose or assess what it was, getting more information for myself, starting that journey. But then it wasn't like, obviously, that one appointment changed anything. <laughs> I still was in pain. I actually... And I wonder how, what you think about this in general for life is like, even though we know, okay, now I've made my action step. Now there's like more actions to do and more things to follow. That first action step, it sets up now the awareness of, oh, here we go. Now here, here we go toward this journey.
0: Stage five, which is maintenance. Oh, interesting. Interesting so it's the maintenance of the new behavior. So it is all those, those road bumps and those getting yourself to the appointment on time and the, um, you know, setting the alarm and the, you know, keep continuing to show up in the way that you want to keep showing up or what, whatever the context is, there is a major phase that is maintenance and change. I love the analogy of the like, um, giant ship, you know, that you can't just turn it around. You can't just flip a bitch in a giant ship on the ocean. You you have to incrementally shift over time and slowly make your way to turn around. There, you know, and that's how the bigger the thing longer it takes. So if you've been repeating a behavior for 30 years of your life, like I've been exploring in therapy right now where I'm like, Oh wow, that has been a coping mechanism for 30 years. I can't expect just because now that the denial is broken and I realize that, that it's going to be gone in a day (laughs) as much as I want that. That's not reality. So it takes the, the new maintenance of the new habit and the new method to continue to reinforce and reinforce. And then, then, then slowly over time, you know, you continue to work with yourself and, and you would start to turn the ship, but it's, it's not easy. That's why community I think is so important in change and why we're doing this podcast is because if we really want to change the world, it's going to take some turning and it's going to take some power from all of us. And it's going to take community. We're going to have to do it together. You know, there has to be a collective unity when it comes to, change or it doesn't have to be but it it allows for bigger change to happen when we're in unity and it allows for it to feel lighter because you know what is the phrase I never get these phrases right this is fucking I never get them right I always say catch 42 and shit like that. Um many hands make light work. Many hands make did I get it right? Ripple effect pod on Instagram please DM me if that's right or wrong. So I I think it's really important to talk about the last phase of change, because this is where a lot of people feel like they've failed and it's not a failure, but the last phase of change is relapse. So these are the, the, this is the phase that's usually characterized by like disappointment, frustration, um, feelings of failure. Um, But it's a really, it's part of the phases of change. So you're going to You're going to injure yourself again, Kiara, at some point in your life. And you're going to, maybe not that same exact shoulder, but you're going to be back at that first phase. You're going to be at pre-contemplation again. This is a cyclical cycle. And whether it's on the same topic or not, it's going to come back around to that. And I think that's a really important piece when we talk about change because people think of like, you know, dieting, for example well, if you break your diet, then it's all out the window. No, that's part of it. You stop working out. Like for me, for example, I've, i when I'm in LA chaotic in a test, I wake up at 5:30 every morning. I go to the gym five days a week. I love it. I'm in Humboldt. I have not worked out in two weeks.
1: <laughs> well,
0: environment, environment, those
1: cues, how you form, um, you know, habit forming is a part of change.
0: Right. Atomic Habits is a great book. And The Power of Habit, both of those books are really good books. I mean, I'm a habit-based coach. I'm a habit-based nutrition coach. So habits are like cornerstone of everything that I do with my clients and my, and myself.
1: You kind of, you started talking about yourself in terms of this workout routine being broken based on your environment. It's like, oh, you, you relapse, but that doesn't mean that you're not in the process of of change and just because you've, you know, not worked out for two weeks doesn't mean that you're not still in the process of developing that new formed identity and change in your life. The the actual uh activity isn't the marker. You not getting up at five thirty in humble it doesn't mean you failed. It just means where you are in the in that in those phases of change is that failure stage for you to then pre-contemplate how you're going to do
0: it in a different environment potentially. Yeah. Or just acknowledge like, yeah, coming out of the pre-contemplation phase of, whoa, yeah, I just changed my entire environment and that shifted things for me. And I don't have the accountability that I do when I'm in LA and all those things. Whereas I didn't even register that I needed that. I didn't register that, oh, it's, it's the people that I go see at 6am every morning that get me there. It's not the fact that I physically want to get my body up and move it. That is part of what helps me do that. I, I want to do that cognitively, but I won't just do it if I don't have the social engagement and accountability. So like now I've come to that realization, right? So now I'm in that contemplative phase. How do I create that in humble, right? But regardless, it's, it, I, my main point with these stages is it's nice to just give yourself some grace or I can only speak for myself to give myself some grace in knowing that it's, it's, I'm never not going to be in one of these phases, I'm never not going to be in one. So if I'm, if I can acknowledge, oh yeah, I'm just, I've relapsed. And I know that's a very minor thing to relapse on, you know, exercise versus, you know, you know, loving and knowing alcoholics, knowing that relapse situation being so different, but like knowing that you're always going to be in one of those phases helps you give, helps give yourself grace and awareness that it's okay wherever you are because it's not like one is better than the other and they're all going to happen at different times for different facets of your life. Isn't that the truth? All right, so that was your first cocktail. What did you think? You'll get one of these types of episodes about once a month, followed by a kitchen table talk, which is a sibling combo between Kiata and I, and then a sofa series, which is an interview with a great mind, and then back to a tactical again. Does that make sense? All right. Isn't that the truth? I wanted to go through those phases of change for you just a little more concisely so you can think of them as a cyclical process. Really imagine them as a circle. And while I'm going through them, I invite you to think about where you're at in these in this cycle of change in a certain area of your life. So the first one is your pre-contemplative stage. This is the la-di-da, the denial, the ignorance to the issue. The second phase is the contemplation. Maybe this is something I want to change, looking towards potential benefit and kind of doing that seesaw thing in between. The third phase is the preparation phase. So you really got your head wrapped around it now and you're starting to make small actions towards that shift. Phase four is the action, embodying the idea through action. Phase five is the maintenance where if you are wrong, promptly admit it, keep showing up for yourself. This is the consistency part of of change. And phase six is relapse, or as I like to call it, regression. So returning to a former or less developed state. I hope these phases give you some just relief in your mental state. And I hope this information was helpful to you. And I really encourage you to try and take this info and implement it. Now, we know that writing things down is profoundly powerful. So, Think about where you're at in one of these phases on something that you are wanting to change and DM me at ripple effect pod on Instagram. Do it. If you're listening in your car, if you're listening while you're doing dishes, take a second, pull over and send me a message. This is going to take this information and actually implement it in your life. And that's what this is all about. So play along. All right. I think that's it. I think I, I think I did my assignment. I think that's a tactical. <laughs> For show notes and additional resources, check out our website at rippleeffectpod.com. That's affect with an A. DM us directly at rippleeffectpod on Instagram and let us know what you liked about our show or any of your own ideas. We're really excited to hear from you. We value your feedback because it helps us make the pod better and it's our way of including you in our process. A special thank you, love, and credit to the magnificent Mia Casa Santa for this beautiful music you're listening to right now.